bad bitch. Money count on. Cash on me. Shotty blow my phone. Hey, welcome to Barbershop.com. This is a podcast where the topics are determined by the conversations in the barbershop you had on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it tonight on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio here in Indianapolis. I am joined with my co-host, AZ. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This will include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk money count on cash on me shawty blew my phone that's corny that's a no no i'm trying to hustle that white one all righty well let's get started here at barbershop.talk as usual casey we had all kind of conversations going on in the barbershop Woo-wee. We did, we did. We we, we had a wide variety of topics this past <laughs> right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And in fact, as usual, I went ahead and uh, recorded some of the comments by some of the customers so we can play it right back here uh, on our podcast. Because we did indicate is that uh, if you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. And speaking of what went down Saturday, man, we got our sweet tooth on. I'm going to send a shout out. To Mr. Logic's wife for hooking us up with that bread pudding. You know, some I, I I was gonna shout out, but I, I'm a little bit reserved on that. Not because it didn't taste good, it tasted fantastic. But I truly think that Mr. Logic's wife has some crush issues. <laughs> no, I, I really do. Maybe she has history. I, 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 <laughs> let, let me bring our listeners in the loop. Normally, Mrs. Logic, Mr. Logic's wife, have made a dish, and you know she normally shares it with the barbershop. And since I am a master barber in the shop, she normally gives me the items and I make sure that our clientele receive uh, a portion of it or some of it. For this reason, for some unknown reason, she made individual dishes for the clientele. And it seems like to me, there was some trust issues. She didn't trust the master barber J Rod, that's how I feel. That's just I'm. I'm that's all I'm saying. I feel okay, but there is some history there, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But what because there's been several times in which items have been sent to uh, J Rod from Mrs. Logic, and they didn't make it to the customer, <laughs> or I, uh, the fair share didn't make it to the customer. I, I don't recall any of that. I, I just I don't recall any of that. Yeah. But you had crumbs all on your face, though. Well, but but yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was a piece that Mrs. Logic sent to me. But anyway, I, I I think I think Mrs. Logic needs some therapy. That's what I think. I think she has some <laughs> trust issues. I think she needs to go to therapy. And and, and Miss Lot Miss Miss Logic, if you listen to our podcast today, uh, I want you to reevaluate your strategy of rationing out portions. And you can trust me. Excellent job, Mrs. Lodge. <laughs> 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 but 
but I do have to say it was it was delicious. I mean, it was delicious. And and we all get to say it was delicious because of your strategy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. All right, well, we're gonna move right along because I, I have to really get into our first conversation that we had at the shop because it was mind blowing. Uh, I did not know that there was a a a, a competition or a vote for the most racist pastor in the United States of America. That's because it's not held in black churches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That will, that will understand. <laughs> You're probably absolutely right. But I, I do got to tell our listeners is that we found out the when there was a pastor down in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, who was the uh, nominated or actually voted and won the most prejudiced pastor. So we, we wanted to hear a, a piece of his sermon, right? We want to hear a piece. So a customer was nice enough to uh, bring it in the shop. And what you're about to hear is remarkable. Here we can get that going. Donnie Reagan of the Happy Valley Church of Jesus Christ in Tennessee just got voted the most racist pastor in America. And as you're about to see, it's a pitiful thing. Not holy, not wonderful, and everybody should do it. Friends, it's worldly. Why is it so many black basketball stars, black football stars, black baseball stars? Want a white wife? Oh, boy. Put your finger hands in the Why? situation. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is not good. Whatever you're going to say is not good. It's another defiance of God's law. It is a worldly way. And then it creeps over into the message. Tell me what's the difference in preaching against Bob hair, painted face, Shorts, all this, that, and other, being worldly. And we let this worldly means come right in, and we're afraid to say one thing about it. And let me tell you right up front, any of you young people, you want to marry a black man, you girls, don't ask me to do it, because I will not. I refuse. I cannot do it with a conscience toward God and look these quotes in the face. You white brothers, you find a black sister, you want to marry an African or whatever more, don't ask Brother Donnie. I'll, I'll quit church. Suit yourself. I'd rather you quit than me get in trouble with God. <laughs> well, glory. Jay Rye? Yes. He got my vote. He know to call the black woman the sister. Uh, well, you white man, if you want to marry his sister. Let me tell you something. That man dipping in chocolate. Why he's he strutting and puffing all that stuff. That man been dipping in some chocolate. I, I think you may be right. I think you may be right. <laughs> but, but you know what kills me about this, Casey, is that uh, a lot of times racist folks, you try to hide behind the Bible mm -hmm. and they interpret the Bible totally wrong. All the time. All the time. And this guy don't even know that Jesus wasn't white. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Je Jesus was not white. 
Abraham Lincoln wasn't white. Well, <laughs> we did a podcast. I, on we, that. we know Jesus was. <laughs> it just kills me. All right, okay, he got my vote too. He got my vote as well. You know, I'm, I'm going to move on. Forget that pastor. I'm moving yeah. up. I'm moving up. Now, oh, he did invite us to service, though. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I must be Lynch Day or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going. <laughs> you go by yourself. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be sick that day. Yeah, I, I, I am not going down to Tennessee. You know, I, I got a sister down in Tennessee. And uh, I'm going to ask her, has she heard about this pastor, this church? <laughs> <laughs> she ain't living in the woods. Oh, she's not living there? No, uh, not in the woods. Okay, really. okay, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, well, actually, let me, let me ask you this. You know, now you do know for a fact that sometimes African Americans refer to white folks as crackers. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? I have. Yeah, tell me uh, what you know about that. Okay, I may have heard the word before, but really, the only place I can really think of it being used a lot mm-hmm. was on the Jefferson. Oh, I remember oh George used to break it down on another. You cracker, <laughs> <laughs> Bentley, you cracker, the Willises, you cracker, <laughs> half cracker. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, w- I was wondering if our if our listeners, uh, if our if our listeners really knew what the word uh, or the term cracker originated from. I was wondering. In terms of reference to white people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Don't. Exactly. Hey, uh-oh, our, our, our lights are lighting up. Oh, oh, what was that going on here? See, this is this is why we need to continue to have Arthur in our studio. Because <laughs> we have a tendency to tear up stuff. But I'm, I'm going to see if I can get this telephone line myself uh, and talk to this guy. It looks like a guy's calling in. Okay. Uh, is this barbershop.talk? Uh, I'm listening to you guys, and I can tell you exactly where the word cracker came from. Well, all right, all right, all right, uh, uh, caller, educate us. Yeah. Well, what I believe, have you heard of uh, saltine crackers? Yeah, it, it, that's yeah. what I normally eat with, with, with the chicken noodle soup. Yeah, tuna salad. Yeah, and all that other good stuff. Well, that's the reason that we call white folks crackers, because of the color that is very pale. And so that's why we call them crackers. Uh, I just want to give you that information. So I'm going to hang up now and listen to your comments. Well, my comments is I don't think you're right. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sound too intuitive. It no, it don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> that just didn't make any sense to me because of saltine crackers are pale. No. Uh, okay, you know something? Oh, okay. Oh, Arthur showed up. Arthur showed us a snip. He's okay. sending us a clip. It's coming up now. It's going around the circle, so I'm assuming that means it's, it's coming up. All right, Arthur. Go ahead and play it for us. The please. N-word is just as bad as the word cracker. Here we go. And I'm going to explain to you why before you get into a big frenzy. Before you do, let's clear one thing up and get this out of the way now. If you're comparing the badness of two words and you won't even say one of them... That's the worst word. As we are aware, the N-word was used to dehumanize and demoralize black people for many, many years. Demoralizing and dehumanizing is a great start to your list, but you skipped over enslaving, kidnapping, lynching, beating, etc. But continue. It was also used to generalize black people so that they would not be called by their name. 
the fact that you said their name lets me know that you don't even understand the history you're trying to speak on. When black people were kidnapped and enslaved, their names were stripped from them and a new name was assigned to them. You know what also was stripped from them? Their culture, their religion, their history, their traditions, their families. So no, the N-word wasn't so they didn't have to call them by their name. Their name was stolen from them. The N-word was to degrade. We all agree that it's a despicable word and nobody should be using it. Paul, you see where you say nobody should be using it? That's a dog whistle to a white supremacy talking point that black people shouldn't be using it. And as long as they are, then we can too. That's why you slid that in there. You see, white people don't get to dictate whether or not black people get to use a word that's been used historically by your own admission to degrade, demoralize, dehumanize, enslave, kidnap, murder, and lynch them. But continue. The word cracker could be founded in many different areas and many different places throughout history. But the reason that black people called white slave owners this was because they would crack their whip. That awkward moment where you walk face first into the point and miss it. You just admitted that the N-word is a word based solely on racism, a word used to dehumanize people, no other reason. But that cracker was a word based on the actions of white people. In other words, it was founded in reality. So you see a word that was specifically designed to demoralize, dehumanize, enslave, kidnap, lynch, and beat people versus a word that was used to describe actual actions taken by a people are not the same. Calling somebody a cracker means that you're calling somebody a slave owner, which is the most despicable, low-life type of person that you could possibly be. You see, it's funny you bring up that slave owners is the most despicable thing you could be, but yet people like you fight to prevent actual history from being taught in school. You prefer the whitewashed version. It's funny that whenever we talk about the Revolutionary War, so many white people talk about my grandfather fought the Revolutionary War. I traced my family line back to the Revolutionary War. But anytime we talk about slavery, well, nobody I know owned a slave. My family's been poor. <laughs> Only rich people owned slaves. You always distance yourself from slavery and tie yourself to revolutionary. So if you truly believe that slave owners is the worst thing you can be called, then teach our children about slavery. Continue. This is the reason why both of these words are equally derogatory. And now I hope you know why you're wrong. You're dismissed. Wow. Yeah, I wow. Did, I did not know that Arthur pulled up when he was talking about the N-word versus the cracker. I just yeah. asked him to give us the origin. In fact, I do tell you what was intriguing about that. Mm -hmm. That that word originated from the sound of the whip. Mm -hmm. Cracking crack of, crack of the whip. And it was talked about a, a specific action, right? Yes. So... Uh, yeah, those words are not equivalent. Not not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. But, uh, and also, uh, caller, I hope you are listening. It was not because of saltine crackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was because of the action. I thought that was pretty powerful, man. That guy had, had it down back. Well, he was just coming back yeah. like a, a rapid fire. He was, man. And he, he was laying it down, man. So... Uh, if you see a white person and, you know, if they're doing something, uh, how can I say, demoralizing or physically against a black person, call him a cracker. Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's representing. All right? All right. Yeah. But he better not call you the N-word. No, no. Don't, don't accept that. That is right. And also, I do want to make it clear to all our listeners is that uh, it is not equal. You know, so if yeah. some, someone in the Caucasian society is going to try to say, well, that's just as bad, then you need to break down the history right. uh, of both of those words. Yeah, play this podcast back, take notes. <laughs> and I'm going to switch gears on you, Casey, because, you know, we had a, 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 some young boys in the shop, as usual. Mm -hmm. And what 
the young boys was talking about is uh, um, about loyalty to employees. Mm-hmm. And they said they are only going to do what they're paid to do and nothing more. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, in our generation, we always try to do that extra. Always went the extra mile. That's right. But the young boys are saying that the paycheck dictate my actions. So I'm going to play this video for one of the young boys. And, and his employer is trying to talk to him about how come you didn't work your you didn't help your co-workers out and he's telling them because of my paycheck all right here we go sasha you didn't stay and help your co-workers finish the paperwork and and put the files in order can you explain how come you didn't help oh that's simple i got it right here my paycheck said you did your part today you did not get hired to do no one else's job. They only pay you enough to do yours. So grab your things, get up, clock out, and take your ass home. <laughs> but we all work together. That's not how it works. But my paycheck says right here, that is how it works. That's how we pay. <laughs> you got to love those young boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what the paycheck said. That's what the paycheck said. You always talk about paycheck, right? Something I want to bring up. All right. So, uh, you know, about a year, year and a half ago, you know, black folks was demanding, hey, it's time to raise the minimum wage. It's been way past time. Let's mm-hmm. do it now. Republican stop. We are not raising no minimum wage. So I was one of many that said, you know what? These young people shouldn't go back to them low-wage jobs. You were. Right. You did say that. They didn't. And now the wages have arisen. All right. And there ain't no federal government passed no law to do it. But you said, I'm not going to work for you at those prices and force their hand to to uh, raise the, uh, the wages. I, I, I do have to say you are absolutely right. You called it out early. You said it here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And apparently they heard you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right on, brothers and sisters. <laughs> okay, what I want to do here, I'm going to switch gears on you again, Pat uh, Casey, because I think it's time to recognize our sponsors. So, in doing so, let's do it. Hey, it's a party out in MIA. Hey, hey. Taiwan on the beat, already know. It's a party. Right, this is part of the program where we recognize our sponsors. Again, we always give a shout out to Team Cat. Uh, he's the owner of this studio and allow us to do our podcast every week. Also, we have several other organizations on this umbrella, but the one he is most proud of is his custom-made t-shirt and apparel. That's right. If you want something customized, it could be a hat, a hoodie, sweaty, shoes, you name it, he can customize it. If you want any information on his catalog or talk about the type of service he can provide you, go ahead and email him at KeenCap, K-I-N-T, Cap with a capital A, a capital A, A-P, 317 at gmail.com. Let me go ahead and repeat that. It is KeenCap at you know, so I'm really messing up his uh his email. You know, I, I got a feeling he's gonna give me a hard time. But anyway, it is keycap317 at gmail.com. And also we want to recognize our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, go ahead and come into 421 and talk to any of our master barbers. 
GameCap at gmail.com. Capital K. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I got a feeling he's going to charge us rent this week. <laughs> I he, told might, he might charge us, but I don't know if we'll be able to pay. <laughs> I told we watched up his email there. Sorry about that, King Cat. Hey, you know something? It's another thing I do want to talk about in the shop, and it's a serious subject because the uh, uh, midterms are coming up. Mm-hmm. And I really want to remind our listeners that they need to get out and vote. Yes. It, it's so critical to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it puzzles me how our culture, African American culture, do not take voting very seriously. Yeah. I mean, we do with certain elections, but we need to take it serious all the time. I, I, I Even when the election is not going on, because I guarantee you these Republicans took it serious after the last election and started passing all these laws to limit our voting ability. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we should take it serious at all times. We yeah. shouldn't pick and choose. Because when you pick and choose, this is what happens, KC. Mm-hmm. Is that the only time it seems like the African American is ready to vote is when they lose something. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a right, they lose something. They get all fired up and they go out and vote and then it, it has to change, change yeah. the leadership, and then they get it back. And then they go back to be lackadaisical. But what I want to tell our listeners is if you do that process or if that's your method, then you're not winning. You're right. staying the same. You're losing and then getting back to and, the same. And, and, but you're, you're not getting ahead. Right. And it's like you're celebrating. We're celebrating. You don't celebrate uh, regaining something that you deserve or something that you already have. You celebrate when you continue to move forward. And that's what we are not doing. We need to focus on these midterms that you need to get out and vote. You know, I'm going to do our audience uh, a little favor here. I'm going to play this clip. It's called A Brief History of Voter Suppression Against Black Americans. Because I think if you understand the history, you understand that your vote is important. Now, the reason I say that, KC, is so many times that I hear somebody say, well, our vote really counts, or it's not going to make a difference. And if it's not going to make a difference, why do they try so hard? To Take stop you from voting. Exactly. All right, so let's hear what we have to say. If you're wondering why voting is so important to me and why it should be important to you, let's go back in time for a moment. Let's start with the assassination of President Lincoln, leading to the Andrew Johnson presidency. Johnson, a firm believer in state rights, allowed states post-Civil War to reestablish their own governments. Southern states, free from restraint, drafted their own laws that actively targeted the rights and freedoms of African Americans. To combat these oppressive laws, Congress passed the 14th and 15th Amendments. Now former slaves were granted citizenship, and states were prohibited from denying voting rights based on race, color, or previous condition of servitude. But states simply worked around the amendments with new suppression tactics, ushering in the era of the Jim Crow laws. Poll taxes, literacy tests, legalized segregation. These state and local laws not only suppressed the vote, they made daily life for African Americans dangerous. The price for resistance was fierce. Meanwhile, on the federal level, the 19th Amendment extended voting rights to women, sort of, because Jim Crow laws still practically denied African American women the right to vote. Almost a century after the birth of Jim Crow laws, finally, a victory with the passing of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. A year later, the Supreme Court bans the poll tax. The era of Jim Crow is dead, 
but the era of black voter suppression is not. In 2012, black voter turnout rate exceeded white voter turnout for the first time in U.S. history, leading to the re-election of President Obama. We are an American family and we rise or fall together as one nation and as one people. But only a year later, the Supreme Court decided to overturn a key aspect of the Voting Rights Act. Some states no longer need federal approval to change their election laws. A few short years later, we're living in a new but familiar world of threats to voters' rights. These tactics can make people feel their vote doesn't matter. But history teaches us not just about these challenges, but how we overcame them. And why we have an obligation to fulfill the rights that others fought so hard to enable and protect. You can see how important and difficult it was just to gain the right to vote for many of us. Let's not waste this opportunity. Please visit morethanavote.org. All right. Now, that's why it's very important that we vote. And again, I'm going to say it one more time, Casey, and I hope our listeners take you very, very seriously. If your vote does not matter, why are they continuing to try to stop you from voting? Exactly. And you know that it does matter because we've seen this in our recent history with uh, major victories uh, by Obama, by Biden, uh, by Republican senators uh, in Georgia, uh, and, you know, in several other instances. Your vote matters. Your non-vote destroys it. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's amazing that uh, when he talked about the highest turnout of African Americans, and it was 66%, yes. and it was over the 62% of white America. For the first time, ever. And, and that's when we went out and voted for Obama during his second term. Mm-hmm. So, again, that is evident if we go out and vote and if we stick together one another, that it is a very powerful thing. Now, I do have to say, because some of the law changes in the state, it's going to be very difficult uh, for this time around, uh, the midterms and also for the 2024 election. But does not let that discourage you right. from do, getting out and vote. Do whatever you have to do. Y'all see, if we voted all the time, then a lot of these things that they this legislature did, they wouldn't have been able to do because we'd have more representation in our state and local uh, uh, representatives. Oh. So you need to vote all the time. All elections at all levels matter. And I would not be satisfied until the Congress looked like the population of the United States, that all cultures are represented and we have more diversity. Uh, Again, you can see that that's something that a lot of people don't want to happen when you look at that last Supreme Court nominee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the majority of, of white males. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that they fought very hard uh, to try to keep diversity off of the, uh, uh, of the Supreme Court. Right. Because I'm in the opinion that you can predict what older white males would make a decision on. What they were rule, rule the rulings would be on a particular case. Yes. You can almost predict it from um, patterns and trends of decisions they have made in the in the uh, in the past. Right, and and then they also based off of history. We know if we got a group of old white men, they're going to lean a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh, also, I'm going to ask you, uh, our listeners, and you can send us comments and and text or email on our Facebook. Tell us, when you heard the word, uh, um, when you hear conservative, liberal, and progressive, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Because in, on our podcast, we want to make sure that you are clear. And I'm in the opinion, when somebody calls you a liberal or progressive, 
it is a compliment. It is. Because in a nutshell, progressives are people saying, we won't change and we won't change now. now. Yeah. And they're saying, well, you're a radical. But be a proud radical. Because I'm going to tell you what radicals stand for. Radicals believe that black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Radical believes a woman should have a right to choose. Mm-hmm. Radical believes science is real. Yes, indeed. Radicals believe love is love. Radicals believe that we pay too much for health care and medication. Absolutely. Uh, radicals believe that there was nothing normal uh, and that was not politi- normal political discourse on January 6th. That was an attempt to overthrow the government. And radicals know that Trump is not the Messiah. That's right. You know something? After he ran that down, what I want to challenge you to be, be or join me in being a radical. Be, be radical. Join me because it is a positive thing. Now, with that being said, uh, I am going to go ahead and close off. First of all, thank you very much, listeners, for listening to us. We always appreciate you listening to barbershop.talk. And Casey, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you to close us out. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, barbershop.talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe. Be wise and be loved. And we say, go mob. And go out and vote. <laughs> That's one thing we actually do. Don't forget, go ahead and vote. Midterm. It is very important. Okay, King Cap, close us out. I bet, bitch. Money count on. Cash on me. Shotty blow my phone. That's corny. That's a no no. I'm trying to hustle. That white woman Can you hear me now? Whenever I'm in doubt And out, out I'm still gonna hustle that That's right, nigga That's right, dog. That white woman That white girl And it's